It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Black Friday on Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is powered by We Energies. Energy you can depend on. This is Black Friday on Truth Be Told with DT and Telly, and it is powered by We Energies. Energy you can depend on. 833-212-1017. That's the phone number to call in. If you want to shout out your black-owned business or a black-owned business that you love to support. I am Kyle Wallace. She's Carrie Noni. He's Doc B. And that is Ben Jammin. And we are filling in for DT and Telly, who are both on assignment in the kickoff Black Friday. We are here in the presence of a lot of entrepreneurs who do a lot of great things. Ben, last weekend, got a chance to host the hey. Racine Juneteenth Parade. So definitely you need an MC. You got your boy... Ben Jammin. It's if amazing. You need somebody to host something in your event as well. Carrie Noni, the in-game host for the Marquette Golden Eagles. Yeah. Doing her thug this one and also does a lot of other things as well we on the side. Marquette. Speaking of MPS, she <laughs> hosted a couple things for MPS this past I year. Did. Shout out MPS. And then we all know the the Midwest Mix Master Doc B. Doc <laughs> B, what you got going on this weekend? Any events? Man, you do you do your thing with that Midwest Mixer. Good looking, boss. Appreciate sure, that. That's the title. Um, no, 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 no. So tonight I'm at um, MKE Daiquiri Lounge, 46th and um, National. So oh. the you can see, you can literally see the Brewers Ampham Stadium. Yeah, I think you know a little bit about Ampham. Right? I know a little bit about it. If I, if I pan, pan to my left, you oh, see yeah. about Ampham. We 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 affiliated. So I'm there tonight. Um, eight o'clock doors open. Nine o'clock. You know, so it's coming through. You know, it's no uh, cover hookers. I don't know if you're a hookah person. Hookahs and nice plus CD. That's what's up. And I do my thing. Um, Saturday, I'm doing the Soundwave stage, which is the, the oh, jazz control. So I think Zach is Soundwave as well yep. that day. Isn't Brother Z, Brother yeah. Z is gonna be there too. Brother Z yep. is gonna be. Yep, Brother Z is on. Shout out to Soundwave, knowing who to go to. Yep. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> hey, so I'm on from three to five on Saturday afternoon, and then I'm doing a, a silent headphones. Wait, party. is Zach leading right up into you? He might he be. Is. I think he's 12 to 3, so I think I'm coming right on after That's this. That's what's up. Make sure y'all go see Truth, Truth Nation. Truth Nation. Saturday, Soundwave Stave at Summerfest. 12 to 5, I believe we're going. So we, I'm going three to five. I'm going to 3 to 5, so I think I'm right on after him. Mm-hmm. I love no that. Doubt. I then love that. Saturday night, I'm doing a um, headphone silent party. My boy going to that. Oh, Where what? is that at? It's the Miramar. So it's oh, at the Miramar. okay. So like it starts nine, at 9. 9 yep. o'clock. And, um, so yeah. can we get some tickets though, Doc? Like, can we can we get in? I mean, you're not supposed to ask me in front of everybody, but oh, so, for, hey, no, <laughs> hey, listen, you you might change my whole weekend because low key, my boy, we supposed to be hooking up tomorrow, Real and he talk. told me my my LB, my frat brother, he told me that he he can link up, but oh, he has right. to leave by nine because he has to go to a silent party. But I know a person, but I know I know some people. Yeah, do the so silent parties be real packed? Like, how do you enjoy it? I went one time. You be like this, people be moving, and then you like you look to your right, you're like, so who is this? Weird. And then you be like, who, what they listen? What you listen to? Hold on. Oh, you don't oh, listen? Yo, you okay. listen to the same thing? Yeah. So to under to uh, explain the concept to everybody else real quick, um, three different DJs at the same time. I know I, I want to say um, drip sweat. Is my one of the other DJs? She's cold. We're all playing different genres of music at the oh. same time. And what you do is you tap you tap your headphone to three different colors: um, red, blue, or green. It, I mean, it doesn't matter. One, two, three, whatever. So, so your headphone will light up to the color that you are selecting, and then you'll hear that DJ. Mm-hmm. And you might sing along, but in the room, it's quiet. Like 
All you hear is like man, some people sing along with it. Until me, yeah. I was shoes, like, sneakers on the ground. Like, yep. You hear yep. me getting it's like, it's like, set it off in this mug. Set yeah, it up. Bossy, 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 I'm gonna be singing. Now each DJ kind of has a different theme, genre. yeah, genre yep. that they play. So right? yeah, I think she's doing Afro beats, oh, and then somebody else is doing like top forty. Oh, oh, she's doing house. She's oh, doing house music. That's what my boy And then somebody else doing ever beat, and I'm and I'm doing hip hop and R and B. Oh, that's what's so, up. Awesome. That's what's real up. quick. I, real real quick. I've always wondered with the silent parties. Yeah. It, are the DJs kind of in competition to see who's gonna who's gonna have the most yeah, light up? Who's gonna have the we're, most we're light up? We're not supposed to. We're not supposed to admit that they in competition. I'm always I'm always trying to get the room. I'm always trying. I think I'm the best that ever did it. Period. Yeah. Period. Yeah, period. Dead or alive. I mean, what about something? I mean, you could dig him up and. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, putting back on the wheels and still I'm going to beat yeah, him I that's think interesting I'm, so yeah that's pretty good and then Sunday um, capping it off with a uh, no cap though uh, it's called uh, it's called um, Cream City Sports Bar and it's the one on I've heard of that place there's two sports there's bar two is different a social eatery yep, right? social that's eatery yep. the, and so we're on the northwest side so we're at 8777 um, North Deerwood so we got a lot of brown deer connections out here between me Sherwin and I think Mel so yeah, right out by the old Algonquin, uh, you over there in that that area. So basically, uh, Brown Deer and Green Bay, and it's cool, it's clean. You got an outdoor, you got an outdoor seating, or you got, you know, with the patio, or you come inside and you got that, but you got flat screens all over the place. If you enjoy sports and things of that nature, but I'm gonna give it to you with that good R and B and some funk, and I might hit you with the Steve Stoner. <clears throat> Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Got a shout out for one Yeah. So yeah, no no cover of course and they doing brunch. We doing 12 to 4, but they're open from 12 to 2 in the morning. And then Monday, oh, Monday. Oh my goodness, you have Monday, Monday I'm going to uh what do you call it? the Red Arrow Park. We're going to do skating. Yeah. From 5 p.m. to like 8. All right. I love it. I love right. it. 833-212-1017. Doc B. Doc B, just let you know what he got going on on the weekend. If you have a black-owned business you want to shout out, this is your time to do it. Black Friday on Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is powered by We Energies, energy you can depend on. Also, remember to join us here on the award-winning 1017 The Truth as we stream live on YouTube and Twitter at 101.7. The truth. That's what we have to put in the point for. But getting back to the conversation we were having earlier, Carrie, I wanted to hear your input because you are the only one here that is mm-hmm. a Milwaukee Public Schools alumni. Shout out yes. Rufus King General 2020. House. Um, excuse me? You. I'm playing with you. Oh. It's like 2016, right? 2013. 2013. My <laughs> oh, the, you mean the school that everybody think they better than everybody? Yeah. yeah. That, that, oh, that's that's oh, what yeah, y'all yeah. put on us, yeah. not us. That, mm-hmm. That's the school. And so I really want to hear your perspective <laughs> when it comes to talking about putting potentially putting Milwaukee police officers inside the schools. What's your take on that? I personally think it's um, a decent idea, you know, as long as like what you said, they understand that they need, they have a role that they're playing. They're not there to uh, mess with the kids that are already there, but you're more so there to protect and make sure nobody infiltrates the building. Or let's say if a fight goes down and you need help to like break it up. I think those are the reasons why you need to have police officers in your school buildings. And also other schools have them as well. Like the Tulsa district, they have their police officers in their buildings and the students love the police officers. They get along with them very well. Um, And like you said, they're building that relationship because back in the day, police officers used to have a great relationship with children. And I feel like through social media and us seeing more of the actions that police officers have done in our black and brown communities, there kind of has 
been this disconnect that we haven't really been able to connect back together. But I think this could be a step leading up into getting that getting that relationship built back stronger so they don't feel intimidated or they don't feel unsafe or feel like they're going to be targeted whenever they are um, around a police officer. And for just being 25 officers throughout the entire NPS, what is that? Like maybe one one officer. Maybe for every high school. Yeah, maybe. for every school. And I definitely think with the in the stage of the game that we're in right now with all of these school shootings and God forbid anything happens That's a great um, point. to our MPS students and our MPS schools. But it's nice to have a police officer there already who can kind of be that leader to either call more backup or just kind of stop things. Their presence, you, you'll be surprised how much police presence uh, makes a difference and kind of makes it, people, it, it, it de-escalates it situations, it deters things. So, with the times that we're in now, you never know what could happen. And I think it would be a, a great idea to at least have one or two because I've never had me personally. I have never really had any bad experience with police officers being in the schools and also being at King. I don't fully remember if we had them or not, but if we did, they never bothered anybody. You know, they were there for what they were there for. And we would talk to them. We would laugh with them and it would be a great time. So I don't I don't really don't see the problem, especially if other schools, especially white schools have the same um, police officers there. Why not protect the kids? And, and again, I really go to, I already know that MPS has the security staff in there and I know the relationship that's the security staff that MPS already has, mm -hmm. has with a lot of those students. I have a good friend of mine who recently just took a job working for MPS security and within the first three months of working at the job, he really kind of you know, had an opportunity to meet the students. We were at Juneteenth and we were walking up down the street and they're like, hey, they were saying hello to him. That embrace because he could make that impact and change in their lives. And I just feel like if we can make sure we hold these officers accountable and they understand what their role is and they stick to it and they're looking to build relationships, that same thing can happen when they're patrolling Juneteenth in their mm -hmm. outfit or in their uniform. They say, oh, hey, that's that's officer such and such. What's up? What's happening? That's what I want to see, because right. if we have more of those hand pounds and daps between our community and the police. We can build something positive where they understand. And hopefully when they approach a situation, they approach it like, oh, no, 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 no. Calm down. I know this kid. I know them. We good. We, it's we got, go handle like it cops for way. kids when they would give out the little baseball yeah, cards yeah. and stuff like that. You want yeah. that relationship. That that's something that I feel like we we really need to do. Now, Doc B for someone I know you you went to Brown Deer and you have a opinion about the police yourself. And so, how do you overall feel about MPS potentially putting officers back in the school? Do you think this is a positive step forward, or do you kind of think that we should be weary of what could go wrong? I think it's a drastic. Times calls for drastic measures, and we went without it, and we saw what we got once we pulled them. We got an escalation and everything. Now, I'm a, I'm trained from the Nation of Islam in mediation, so I can see both sides easy, you know, more easily. I have more, um, you know, I, I have more insight, and I can take it to be less less emotional. And I say that to say I understand what police go through. Police are like under this microcosm and, 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 and spotlight on them where they got to make split decisions in seconds that can affect the rest of their lives. And, and, and although I definitely don't want to see them abuse children, there are, there are anybody that's coming into – the teachers will attest to this. The kids aren't coming in at the same emotional maturity level 
and or they're, they're lacking home skills. So the, so two things, it makes it harder for the, the teachers to teach because you got to ha- handle these things that they should have been handled at home, and now they d- deal with that. So now, hey, can you, can you come here? Hey, I ain't talking to you, man. F you. You know what I'm saying? So you, got that, so you have to deal with that right off the top. So I say that to say this. To me, it, it takes – not you don't treat the police like um a, a a dog or something like that. Go do that. Go go there. Now get in there and go do the thing. Treat them like human beings. Meaning like we're gonna have a liaison. We're gonna have a board. We're gonna have, for lack of a better word, we're gonna have a, a we're gonna have a board with both teachers and some students that can basically sit down and hey, let's go over some of the things, some of the concerns we have about it. how you guys are doing. And I think that's the solution to yeah. it. Not not just to throw throw you know just throw car blanche and that's how you end up. They might end up sleeping with them. They might end up abusing them. You know what I'm saying? Right. Keep an eye on things and keep a corridor open that could be either anonymous or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And um, I think that that's the way it'll work out. But right now, uh, Kia Boys and Wild Driving and people making threats. I mean, uh, t- listen to Tory show where the girls are threatening other girls to be lesbians and things of that nature. And you better go with me or else I'm going to beat you up. You, they need a friend that they can get to. They need an authority figure that, you know, they can go to. And I, I think that's where to help if we can build that relationship. Yeah, no, I 100% um, better. I 100% agree with that. I think maybe there needs to be some type of specific training that they go through to know how to talk to kids. Because it's a lot different being a police officer out on the street versus being yep. a police officer in a school building. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I also believe that it shouldn't only be black cops. Because really? I like what Craig really? said here. I like white girls. Um, I like white women. What? Okay, I like what Craig said here. He said, at the same time, creating an opportunity for the cops to learn firsthand how to associate, how to relate, how to talk to and understand the children that they are there to protect better, which should in turn help with things outside the schools in some instances. And I believe that that is true because think about it this way. If you have more white officers who are able to be in these schools, and I'm not saying only white officers, I think there needs to be a balance of both, maybe do like a rotation or something. But I think it will be helpful to the white officers to see the backgrounds of these children and, and get to know them as well, because that could reflect better outcomes outside they might have better insight on how to talk to black people maybe or how to talk to uh black children or how to be in these neighborhoods ta- like we can't just and talk want- to their fellow officers yeah and too. talk yeah, to the gonna- fellow officers too mm-hmm. now obviously again go along with the training like we can't just i know it's a lot of cops out there who really don't care i'm not saying that there aren't I'm not saying that there are cops out there that don't care. There definitely are. They just there to get a check, want to go home, whatever. They don't care what goes on. But I think that it'll be beneficial for white cops to be in the schools as well because they can see a different perspective, learn more. And like you said, but it's important for white cops to build relationships with black teenagers and black youth as well, not just the black ones. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ben, go ahead. I know you don't don't feel it. You got a hot sweater. Go 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 first, Ben. Uh, You know what? All I have to say is, look, Carrie, I I hear your sentiments and you know what? It it could possibly work out that way. It could possibly improve the the relationships between uh, black and white people and at the end of the day, white white people being able to, or white police officers being able to have that relationship with blacks. But, 
nothing is going to replace real life experience. Okay, mm-hmm. they need to have and, and have that life experience outside of the uh, outside of the schools before they start walking into these schools and then starting to starting to uh, uh, train or, or test on on my children. You know, on our children. You know, because at the end of the day, I, I can't I can't have a a, a fail safe. You know, uh, at the end of the day, I can't have a, a child just pass away due to some officer who just decided you know be like hey you know what I'm from New Berlin and this is how I feel I'm gonna take it out today I can't do that I and, understand and, that and, and I understand what you're talking about when it comes down to oh you know they need to follow the proper training but no training is going to to supplement real life experience you need to have a uh, life experience with real black people before you actually walk inside these schools but um, even with that being said one one thing I want to say Carrie one okay. thing I want to say get, because get I think this is I, I think this is real important and I think this is something that you know all of America should really take into account is the fact that when um Joe Biden had his uh, his inauguration or whatnot when he had his inauguration um all the officers who were going to be there at the inauguration they all had to go through a uh, all had to go through like a test and they had to go through like uh, all their their backgrounds as far as what they posted on social media profiles. Welcome back. Well, you know, Ben, ben got to do, <laughs> do his thing. Well, wait. Well, before, before I, I, wait, 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 keep wait, going, Ben. Keep going, Ben, because I got I got, I got to say this. Did the white man do that to you? Did the white man, the white man interrupt oh. your, your thought? Possibly so, but I just want to say they need to go through the proper uh, training protocols, and you need to scrub their social media websites. You need to see their phones, all that stuff, because I can't have no racist person walking inside of our schools. Okay. So it's supposed to be police and our officers. That's you don't all, think uh, that that would be students. part of the training? Nope. Okay. No, well, so, obviously there needs to be a curriculum around it, but to your point, these white officers are around these black kids in the street all day anyway already. You act like they just coming straight from New Berlin, just going into schools. Most of them are already on our I, streets I, uh, and are already interacting with these children. Like, it's it's way more white cops out there than black cops that are interacting with our I, children uh, already. So all I'm saying is no, they is, need the training. And if they don't follow the rules, no, this put is, someone else in there no, that can follow the no, rules. Who so, they shot somebody? No. What do you mean yeah. if they shot? When was the last time an officer shot a child in the school? Oh, well, that's very uh, true. That's a, like, come that's on a, now. That's a true okay, statement. Okay. They slammed, Police officers they, they slammed, are not uh, killing kids say, in school. Let they, me say they, this. They slammed her. She, that dude body slammed her, even though I thought she kind of had it. So yeah, but they're killing them story. outside of the schools more than they are in the schools. I where do you think they get an idea the from, though? Okay, I understand lot, that, but then maybe those people didn't go through the specific training to be in schools. Like, there are a lot of cops out here who actually probably do care and would love to be in an MPS Can school. I just say this? So, for this white officer thing, that sounds cool and all, and that's that's nice kumbaya. But for me, if we're going to have any white officer in the school, they're going to need to have a handler and they're going to need to train for a while under a black officer, That's a good right. black officer. Because what I'm not finna do That's is, part of training. Is, is I learned something. Joseph Mensas. No, no yeah, for, for real though, no Joseph Mensas. And so, <laughs> he's, so he's my, black. my, my, he's my thing is this, is that I had a real, I don't know too many officers, but I had a realization is that the importance of residency. We talked about residency, which no longer exists. So police officers, firefighters, people who protect and serve us and, and, you know, social services do not have to live in the city of Milwaukee. And so I know somebody who worked for the deputy's office and sheriff's office, and they do not live in Milwaukee. And so their only interactions in Milwaukee come when they're at work. And then after that, they drive back to the suburban place Mm -hmm. where they don't have to interact with people. And so when your only interaction with people is in a hostile environment where you're literally there to police people, that creates this uh, view of what you think all people are. And that's poisonous. And so what I disconnect. Thank you. And so what I'm saying is this, is that I don't care. Listen, 
Forget the white officers. I don't want them in the schools. If if they if they want to be it, great. But I want them to say, hey, I want to be there because I want to connect. What, and that's if what I'm not, saying. Like, but then they're gonna need to be trained by black people. I'm, of I don't. Course. Our schools, our schools ain't the place to be bridging gaps with white folks. Okay, whatever. They already you're got no white teachers. They they you're saying they don't need to. There is way more black teachers now it in is, MP, it in is some more MP, white MP, teachers. There are more. I guess what I'm it's saying. Not even but there close. are more. But I guess what I'm saying. Twenty five police officers out of all the police officers, maybe make it a volunteer things so the people who want to be there are there like don't just and that's the problem now you got these cops in these neighborhoods that they're forced to be in these neighborhoods that they don't want to be in they signed and up to work for Milwaukee I understand Police Department. that they got, I they understand that but but they're not they don't get to pick the neighborhoods that they're in I'm sure they would prefer to be a New Berlin officer or something in their own neighborhood have- but it just doesn't work that way but if you're gonna put kids I mean police officers in the high schools, I think it should be on a volunteer basis where they sign up to the point where they're saying, hey, I, like I would like to be a police officer in mm-hmm. these schools because I feel as though I can have an impact. I love it. I know that I'm not going to do anything crazy to these kids, and I want to be able to be the person to start building that relationship <laughs> back up with the students and the police officers. And 25, just, I, 25 officers out of all the officers. You don't think there are 25 no, officers I, that they would allow to do that? Here, I, I think there are, and I like it only if they're black. 833 <laughs> Seven. That is, this is the conversation Racist. that we're having today. We're going to go to break, but we're going to take, a, we have a couple calls coming up here. We have a Black Friday call. We got people who want to chime in on the conversation. Make sure you tap in and you keep it locked in to us. And also, Marvel's The Black Panther is coming to the Bradley Symphony Center Friday, June 23rd to Sunday, June 25th. And now you can experience the Oscar and Grammy Award winning Black Panther soundtrack in a whole new way with a live musical performance by the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra. Since we love Truth Nation so much, guess what, Doc B? What, dog? We have teamed up with the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra to offer 15% off discount tickets to see the show. Visit MSO.org right now and enter promo code PANTHER. That is MSO.org and enter promo code PANTHER to reserve your special discounted seats to see the Black Panther soundtrack performed live by the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra today through Sunday. Get some culture. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and thetruth.com. Black Friday on Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is powered by We Energies. Energy you can depend on. Tune in to the truth this Saturday at 10 a.m. for another episode, y'all, of More Than a Movement, powered by Planned Parenthood Advocates of Wisconsin. Your girl right here, Carrie Noni Juice. I will be joined by Courtney Hayward, Director of Government Relations for Planned Parenthood Advocates of Wisconsin. They will reflect on the past year after, oh, we will, sorry, we will reflect on the past year after the overturning of Roe versus Wade, you guys. So again, that is more than a movement powered by Planned Parenthood Advocates of Wisconsin this Saturday, tomorrow at 10 a.m. on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. Tap in with your girl. We are having great conversations, but as you just heard, there it is, Black 
Friday powered by We Energies. And we do have somebody who wants to shout out their black business. So we'll take a short intermission here from talking about our great conversation. So everybody on the line, please hold. But I want to talk to Jay. Jay, you're on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. And you have a black business that you want to shout out here on Truth Be Told with DT and Telly for Black Friday powered by We Energies? Uh, yes, sir. What's up? What um, business? I have a business. Well, I have a business. Uh, it's junk removal. So uh, I do junk removal, also moving services. Uh, I pick up and drop off appliances. Um, so, I mean, it's essentially anything you need moved, you can definitely give me a call and, you know, we can go about working something out, scheduling, uh, um, you know, a quote and whatnot. I do free quotes. So um, if anyone's interested, you know, my phone number is 414-801-9370. Currently in the process of uh, building up a website. Um, okay. But yeah, I just period. wanted to you know check in and give that a shout out. Cool. What is what is the junk removal call, Jay? And then also, is there a, a social media site you have yet? Mm-hmm. Uh, JBN Professional Services. Uh, I don't have any social media right now. Um, right now, I, I just kind of operate with business cards and and word of mouth. But I am in the process of of. Um, getting social media as well as a website. Jay, really quickly, I, I had to get junk removed before, and this is something that is for real. Like junk removal is something that is a thing that you can make a lot of money doing, but also something that's a necessity. And so for somebody, if you were cleaning out a house and you had to clean out like a basement, and so maybe it was like a two-hour job, what are you kind of looking at for a price? And I know you have to actually physically see it, but two-hour job cleaning out a basement, what are, what's like the price range people should expect from you, Jay? Well, I mean, just depending upon the items and how many uh, trips it would take to have to remove everything, um, I'd say anywhere between two hundred to four hundred bucks. That's a steal. That is definitely a steal because then you dump uh, it as well for them as well. What if yeah, I, absolutely. What if uh, I got what? Hey, what if I got a girl or a lazy cousin that I want to get rid of? Can you do that for me? You said a what? A uh, my, yeah, this girl, this, yeah, this girl, this girl, she, she ain't, she acting up. But I, you know, I want to put hands on her, so that's, you know, I'm, I'm non-violent. You better call the cops. <laughs> I want, I want to get some junk removal. I haven't added that to my list of services. But, uh, you know what? Uh, Consider it the Doc B uh, special. This is the Doc B special. I just want, I just want a uh, peaceful yeah. household. For sure. You want to reach out to the non-emergency line or something like that. <laughs> Well, yes, what's up? Well, we got Jay here with Jay. He has his Javion Professional Services. You can hit him up at 414-801-9370. If you need junk removed, Jay can help you remove that junk. Anything else, Jay? Uh, no, that's it. Uh, anybody that does reach out, uh, you know, I definitely do appreciate it, and I appreciate you all for giving me the opportunity. No, absolutely. Thank you for calling in and thank you for listening here. And that again, that was Javion's Professional Services. Jay, he does junk removal. Give him a call at 414-801-9370. And so now, 833-212-1017, we're going to get back into the conversation that we're having talking about Milwaukee Public Schools getting funding from the state in the recent budget bill that's going to fund 25 officers to return to their schools. Ashley, you are on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. What are some of your thoughts on this conversation? Um, I personally don't know if it's the best idea or allocation of funds. If we just think about police in the community and images that 
youth have seen over the years of how police officers treat black and brown youth who are primarily who attend Milwaukee public schools. I think when you think about trauma that kids experience on a day-to-day basis outside of school, um, seeing a police officer within a school setting that's supposed to be a safe space could also be traumatic for them. We don't know what the training looks like, and historically police officers receive training, and we see the consequences of the training that they already receive. Um, I think if the intention is to try to prevent school shootings, then police officers could have a space um, kind of protecting the outside perimeter of the school, but not really interacting or engaging at a high level with students. Schools already have safety officers that get paid, and they pretty much do a similar job to what a police officer would be doing. So I don't necessarily see the benefit in having um, police officers inside of high schools from Milwaukee public schools specifically. Now, Ashley, my question, you made some really strong points there, but my question is at what point do we break that cycle of people having the trauma dealing with police officers outside of the school? So what, at what point can we kind of break that mold and kind of start with having students understand that not all officers are like that and then maybe having an officer that's a friend on the inside, not so much a friend, but a role model. It, like, it, at what point are we going to stop using the fact that we have this outside trauma from the officers that do not do a good job and are not held accountable? Why can't we bring in a positive officer to give a positive experience for the black students to have? And I'm focused on black students because we talk about MPS and that's what I look like. Why can't we offer a different experience for these students that could change their outlook on how they look at MPD overall and maybe bring some of that trauma that they have and kind of take away some of those experiences where they still have the experiences, but now you add some more positive experiences to that, which could, again, I'm not a psychiatrist, but could kind of impact that trauma in a positive way where they look and they see an officer, a black officer or a white officer mm-hmm. outside where no longer it's like, dang, you did this. That's so negative. Like, dang, yeah, they did that. That's that's negative. But yeah. also this officer did come to my sporting event or he did help me out with this or that. Yeah. I think officers, especially like community officers, we have a division of community officers in the city of Milwaukee already have the opportunity to do that. So that's something that they can be doing right now. And I think there there are officers that do that. Um, For me, I think just when when we look at policing, the way that we see it on social media and the way that Black people in the city see it, we're not talking about one or two bad actors. We're talking about a system that Black people all over the country feels like are not equitably policing Black people and white people. So I don't think We're talking about one or two bad examples of policing. We're talking about a historical system of policing that doesn't work for black and brown people. And having 25 officers within a school does not change systematically how police police people. So I think it is it could be powerful for black and brown kids to see police officers in a different light um, who kind of have a role inside of a school. But looking at really closely what that looks like, what are they there for? Are police officers being called in on students who may be displaying behaviors in the classroom? Like, what is their role? What are they there for specifically? And how are they dispatched on students who attend these schools? Or are they supporting the safety of the school from people on the outside of the school? Thank you. I I believe it's more so about policing the the safety of the school itself. I don't think that police officers need to be called 
on when a student is disrupting a classroom. No, there are other measures that can be taken with proper uh, staff that can handle those situations. But a lot of the school shootings happen already inside from one of the students. So if the police officers are just outside just protecting the perimeter, what about the uh, what's happening inside of the school with, with the shootings and things like that? But no, I definitely agree. It has to have some type of role that, like what you said, they have to know their role, know what they're there for. I don't think they need to be uh, messing with the kids just on a daily basis, just messing with them if, if something's going on behaviorally. But I, I still think it's needed, especially if it's just one or two. And if they volunteer themselves to do it, if you're volunteering yourself to do it, more than likely you're going to care about the job that you are doing. 833-212-1017. A great conversation here as we're talking about Milwaukee Public Schools was part of the budget bill as the budget bill is going to provide 25 officers to be inside of MPS. I don't know if I like the spirit when it comes from certain people, but I think we can turn it into a good thing. Carrie thinks that. Doc B thinks that. Definitely. Some of y'all don't think that, but that's okay. If you want to chime in on that conversation, definitely call in at 833-212-1017. Gabrielle Luther, we see you. We're going to go to break, but when we come back, we're going to hit those phone lines. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. I'm Kyle. She's Carrie. That is Doc B, and he's been jamming. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Hey, Truth fans, it's DT. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Is the first weekend of Summerfest Milwaukee. So come on out and enjoy the world's largest music festival today through Saturday. Many of music's top artists will be coming to Summerfest this year. I'm talking about NLE Chopper. I'm talking about 3-6 Mafia, which was yesterday. Corey Wright, and we have so much more. I know y'all want to see Earth, Wind & Fire. But anyway, don't miss out on all the fun at Milwaukee's biggest summer party. Get the tickets now at Summerfest.com. It's going to be music just like this playing, bumping in your ears, and you're going to get lit. And remember that Summerfest is presented by our founding partner, American Family Insurance. And thank you so, so much to our official Summerfest food provider, Major Goosby's always keeping us fed and full and geeked up. Yours truly, Doc B, will be there Saturday along with uh, DJ Brother Z from the True Family. So come check us out at the uh, Soundwave stage, which is at Johnson Controls. That's the one with the roof. Car ain't got no roof. We got a roof, baby. So even if it's inclement weather, which it won't be, it's going to be like 80 and sunny. Come check us out at Summerfest, please. All right. Truth Nation. Speaking of Truth Nation, let's go. There's a fantastic event coming up that you won't want to miss. The award-winning 101.7 Truth is proud to announce the inaugural Truth Family Fest on Saturday, August 12th at Riverside University High School in Milwaukee. Locus, keep your focus, no doubt. We are bringing the community together for a family festival that will have something for everyone. There will be live music, spoken word, delicious food, health care resources, and free giveaways. So mark your calendars for this exciting event and come out to enjoy the music, food, fun at our inaugural True Family Fest, which is Saturday, August 12th. I like when you put the day and the date. Saturday, August 12th at Riverside University High School. Go Tigers! 
833-212-1017. This is Truth Be Told on the award-winning 1017 with DT and Telly. I'm Kyle. She's Carrie Noni. That was Doc B. He's been jamming. We're having a great conversation talking about Milwaukee Public Schools getting funding in the budget bill that recently passed earlier this week to fund 25 officers in MPS in Luther. You have some comments on this. You're on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. What are your thoughts on this conversation? Vandross. Oh, you said what now? Luther. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm sorry. Luther, you're you're here for the interview with MSO. Oh, that'll work. Hello? Should we put him on hold and come Not Not sure what's going on with that, but we'll keep going here. We were just going to speak with somebody from MSO, but... Looks like we're having some issues there. I got with some the, good news. I got the, some good news for you. What's the good news you got? The good news I have regarding the silent headphone party on Saturday the, the 24th from 9 o'clock to 2 a.m. I hit, um, v, he's he's from Atlanta, but he's here now. DJ Casanova, he's throwing it. He said, yes, put you three on the list. Plus hey, one. Plus one. <laughs> Turn it Press up. On. We in this mode. Turn it up on a Saturday. No, no need to bring her Under attitude. No need to bring her. I don't have attitude. <laughs> I'm just saying this, this police officer stuff is making me hot, y'all. No, well, 833-212-1017. We're going to hit the talk and text line to see what's going on on the talk and text line. And so Brian on the talk and text line said, this is the problem. They only put white cops in black schools. Put black cops only in black schools. Period. I know... Uh-oh, y'all don't feel good about that? No. Nope. No, I um, don't. Well, a couple couple things, two things that I'm looking for. We need we need more black officers to pass the test, both firefighters and police right. officers. We don't have enough. We need yeah, we need yeah. <laughs> and then if they're all in the schools, ain't none of them going to be out in the street. Well, like you got to pick and choose now. I ain't, I ain't, I'm, I ain't going there, but I'm just going with what we there. we need we need more candidates just like we need more black teachers and we need more black we need black parent and parental um, involvement because exactly, that's how you change. That part. If you don't come to parent teacher conference, you don't come. Man, all you gonna do is show up to the camera after the the kid is beaten. That you, part. We're reactionary instead of proactive. Too much parents, yeah. Yeah. and I'm sure the teachers, if you call in anonymously, they would tell you like, yeah. It's and, a problem. And I just don't, like, why we got to keep everything segregated all the time? Like, we already are known for being the most segregated city. Why Why? They why, why maybe can't we just Maybe because segregation was better. Maybe we were better off with segregation. He, Sometimes he, I he ain't going to lie. I used to think that. that. Maybe separate but equal was better off. <laughs> 833-212-1017. Martin on the talking text line. He said, gang, dig this silly superintendent, a.k.a. super pulled the police out the schools talking about Keith Posley, who I do like, uh, his own, with his own board's help. Uh, kids have someone close who. Re- okay, this is this is crazy. I should have pre-read that one. I know. I don't know I, why you read that. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I I should have pre-read it. Definitely should have pre-read it. And then lastly, we have Angela. Angela on the talking text line said, "Teachers and all staff at the schools should have some type of training for de-escalation, motivating, advocating, and mediating to teach that many students is not any easy thing to do. All kids come from different backgrounds. All kids learn differently, and all kids understand things differently." Thank you, Angela, mm-hmm. for joining us here on that. And before we go here, we do have one last interview because we talked about MSO and the Black Panther. We want to talk to someone from the MSO, Luther, about the Black Panther. Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra. Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra. We want to talk about the Black Panther live musical that starts tonight. Keep it locked. We're going to have a conversation with Luther from MSO on the other side.
More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Welcome back in the Truth Be Told on the award-winning 1017 The Truth with DT and Telly. I'm Kyle. She's Carrie. That's Doc B. And he's Ben Jamming. And again, we have Black Panther coming to the MSO. And we want to talk to Luther from MSO from the ticket office. Luther, how you doing? Thanks for joining us here on Truth Be Told. Hey, I'm doing pretty good. That's, Feeling good. That's good. That's good. Now, I know we wanted to get you in here quickly because you wanted to just talk about this extraordinary opportunity people have in order to see Black Panther at the MSO, live musical performance. Can you just talk a little bit about it here? Yes, yes. So it's going to be the original Black Panther movie showing on the film, and the orchestra will be on stage doing all the music live So from the movie. And there will be also an African drummer, um, Asamba Diop is his name. He will be performing with the orchestra on stage as well, doing all the drum parts from the movie. So it's going to be an amazing experience to see the movie and to witness the orchestra performing all of it live, um, all the music. So it's a great opportunity. Come on out to see the Milwaukee Symphony in action and to enjoy a great film. Why was it so important for the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra to bring a film like this, an experience like this, to Milwaukee? Well, there's one thing we need to do is definitely have more um, things, I'm just going to say, for black people, for us, at the symphony. And that's one of the things um, that there's been a lot of concerts this year that we've done that I know people would have enjoyed. We've done a tribute to Aretha Franklin, Music of Motown, um, Uptown Nights was an awesome jazz um, and vocals. The vocals have been excellent all season but i know it's all because people don't know about what we're doing and so that's one of the things i want to you know try to change and help change and get out the word that the orchestra has some things going on that we would enjoy so it, it so that's why it's important that we continue to do these things and definitely next season um our season runs from september through june and we got a lot of great stuff already lined up that i want to make sure the public and people know what's going on at the Milwaukee Symphony because there's something for us there so Absolutely. I just want to, want to spread that word. A beautifully renovated space inside there. There definitely is cultural arts that we want to be able to enjoy. And so I'm so glad that you came to join us today to really promote that. And for people for tickets, are you are you looking to try to give away some tickets today as well for people? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so, yeah, definitely um, tickets. The concerts are this tonight at 7.30, Saturday night, 7.30 as well, and then there's a Sunday matinee at 2.30. So whatever works for um, whoever win the tickets, that's that's whatever date you want. I will make sure to have a pair of tickets, some nice seats available. That's what's for, up. How, for the concert how many, you, how many yeah. you give in the Truth Nation from MSO? Um, I can give up to, like, uh, let's say three pairs of tickets. Three pairs of tickets. Great. Right now, 833-212-1017, courtesy of MSO. They want to give you all some tickets, so MSO is going to give you all some tickets. The first three callers will get tickets to see the Black Panther live performance. Thank you so much for joining us, Luther. All right. My pleasure. Anytime. Thank you, sir. Make, make sure you go and visit 
MSO.org to purchase your tickets and call 833-212-1017 right now to win some free tickets to go see the Black Panther musical. So I would love to, to see that. Now, I want you to. So, Luther, I'm, Luther, I, give me some comp tickets I, I, now. Yeah, I want, I want them too, Luther. We're going to have to talk after <laughs> this. But really, to get back into the conversation quickly for these last two minutes, we do have two callers on the line. Mac, you're on the award-winning one-on-one seven, The Truth. We're going to wrap it up here with you. And what are some of your thoughts that you have in the next 30 seconds about officers being in MPS? Brothers. I, I think that uh, the schools uh, definitely need them, especially if you could inject that curriculum, uh, uh, community safety, whereas an officer could actually teach safety. I think we would get a lot of information on uh, things that's happening and moving in the streets. I want to also shout out to Doc B. Appreciate him doing that event for us this last past weekend. Oh, respect. And I think that would be great. Yeah, I think that'd be a great thing if you can inject that into some kind of curriculum, whereas the officer could actually teach that, go on some field trips, have some morgues, some gun safety. Yeah, I think I think it be, could become powerful to the effect, uh, to the point that you bring up, Cal. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I think that was Winky Blue. That was Winky Blue. I don't know if he changed his name to Mac. I like that. <laughs> Definitely make it part of curriculum. And lastly, Brian, you're on the award-winning one-on-one seven, The Truth. Brian, what are your thoughts here? We got about 30 seconds for you. Uh, yeah, we need black black officers in in, in black related schools, and uh, the reason why is because black folks know other black folks. We know our black folk idiosyncrasies, aesthetics, all of that. We know how we, you know, uh, we we know our, our personal accoutrements. We don't what, have to spend what if money they went to King? What if, what if they went to King High School? Well, that's fine. You can put a black officer there too. <laughs> Awesome. My problem is you don't have to re- you don't have to re- retrain white folks to police black folks in school. Just put black officers there and right. save that money. Gary, go ahead. Say awesome. something. I, 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 I appreciate that, uh, but I don't want people thinking that black officers don't also do bad things to people in our own communities as well. There is definitely that. And also, why don't y'all get some of y'all friends and y'all people telling them to pull up and join the police force so we can have more black officers in our streets and more black officers in our schools since that's such a big we, thing that got, y'all want. We're going to run late. They got a cadet program. We're going to run late by a minute, but I'm going to say this. Me and Carrie talked about this off air about the fact that we talk negatively about the police. But if something bad happened, y'all, who y'all call? Y'all call it. Who, you, call? who you call? They not, not good enough to be in y'all schools. Come on now, stop right. playing with us, Doc B. Last thoughts. Oh man, just love it. Hey man, good day, good day. That's I, what I'm talking about. I love it. Carrie, Let's have a good weekend. Thoughts. Let's have a man, safe weekend. I love y'all so much, Troop Nation. Make sure y'all tap in with us on our Instagram page at 1017 The Truth and my Instagram page at Carrie Noni underscore. Okay. Carrie Noni doing some great things, and also as we leave here, we giving away tickets to wristbands, tickets to Summerfest, tickets to MSO, and last. Lastly, one call, that's all. Now is your chance to be entered to win our one call, that's all 5K giveaway. You heard that right, $5,000. We give it away next week. Be caller number five, Ben. Caller number five. Y'all right like, what y'all want me to do, to you me to do back here? $5,000. If you are a loved one to be injured in a white man to take the call. Call Gruber <laughs> Law Offices now. One call, that's all. Be calling number five at 833-212-1017. For official contest rules, visit 1017thetruth.com. I had so much fun today. Thank you, Doc B. Thank you, Carrie. Good, job with, you Russell. Good job with LaRussell. Thank the you. The truth like with that. Sherwin Hughes is next. Kyle Wallace, I'm out. DTN Television back <laughs> on Monday. <laughs>